Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 167. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Yes, I know it's a different theme music. It's a different day of the week. It's all things are different here. Today, we're going to bring to you a special uh, episode with an interview from somebody I've been looking very much forward to uh, talking to. So here we go. Folks, I'm very excited to announce that right now on the phone with me, I have somebody that you guys have come to hear on a semi-frequent basis, especially those of you who are who are not afraid of mild spoilers at the end of our podcast, and that is our good friend, Lost Away Bonnie Koval, who works out of her Northern California home maintaining a site devoted to the TV show Lost for About.com, which you can, of course, find at Lost.About.com. Hi, everybody. Hey, Bonnie. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out to uh, do this interview with us. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll just go ahead and jump right into it. I know we've got a couple questions we want to ask you here, uh, and we want to just get some insight into what it's like to have a career built around the TV show Lost. And so if you wouldn't mind, first off, tell us a little bit about About.com and what you're doing for them. Okay, absolutely. Um, Well, About.com's content is created by a network of over 700 guides. Um, I think right now um, I just checked it, and there's 748 guides. And a guide is someone, like myself, who is passionate and knowledgeable about their topic area. And all of us are freelance writers. About.com is one of the 15 most visited websites in the U.S., and basically, uh, guides are paid based on the number of hits that their site gets. There are about.com sites covering everything from entertainment to food to health, home, family, technology, cities and towns, finance, hobbies. If there's something that you want to know about, chances are pretty good that you can find the answer on about, about.com. Um, now, several years ago, I began regularly checking the topics that About.com was hiring for. The topic reality TV came up, and I applied. Now, after you apply, About.com personnel pick up to five good applicants, and those five go into what's called prep. Now, let me tell you, prep is grueling. You have three weeks to learn their tools and create a site with as much content as you can possibly write. Then About.com personnel hire the applicant who created the best site. Well, after three weeks in the trenches, I was told that I didn't get the job. And a wonderful woman named LaToya West got the job, and she does a a spectacular job covering reality TV. And if you want to see her website, you can find it at realitytv.about.com. Well, after that, I kept checking the topics, and when I saw Lost pop up, I knew that I had to apply. This topic was tailor-made for me. I applied and again went through that grueling prep process, and thankfully, after all that, they hired me. But let me tell you, they don't mess around over there. You've really got to know your topic in order to get a job. So that was in the middle of season two, and I've been adding content to that site that I created in prep ever since. That is amazing. And so you now um, are, you have a site that is completely made up of all content devoted to the television show Lost. Right. And 
Now, the, you're saying the first time you did like reality TV in general and, and you got turned down for that because yes. somebody else had uh, created, I guess they thought, a better site. But now you're but then you went through this process a second time just for the TV show Lost. Right. Now, I, I can I, I've um, obviously looked into the podcasting dot about dot com in the past. And as, as, as per your recommendation, thank you. Uh-huh. And I know for a fact that you have to go out and find a lot of information. Do, was which do you think was easier? Just doing a you know trying to find enough content to fill an entire informational website about reality TV in general, or one that's just related to one television show? I really like the one television show a lot better because I feel like. Um, I can concentrate on that one show. Now, with reality TV, there's a lot of reality TV out there right now, and there's a lot for her to keep on top of. Now, with Lost, as we all know, there's a lot to keep on top of. There's a lot of mysteries, and there's a lot of um, stuff going on in the show, but you can focus on the one show, and it's one day a week that I'm really focusing on this show and, and having to watch it. So I am just, it's one of those things where I am just, so happy that I didn't get that reality TV job and that this one came up because when Lost came up, I already knew about the tools. I already had been through prep. I'd already learned how they want things done. So I was able to just jump in there and write a lot of content. And with the reality TV site, I only missed it by just a little bit. It, it was between myself and LaToya. And the reason that they chose her is because she had written a little bit more content than I had actually had time to get up. So um, I'm just, I'm so happy that I didn't get that job. As devastating as it was at the time, it paved the way for me to be doing what I'm doing now. So I'm just so happy. That is amazing. Now, what other TV shows does About.com cover that you're aware of? Well, aside from the daytime soap operas, Lost is the only single show site that you'll find on About.com, at least right now. Um, For a while, they were looking to do Desperate Housewives, but that never um, came to fruition, and I'm not sure exactly why, but I do think it would be hard to have a whole site on Desperate Housewives. As good of a show as it is, it's not like Lost, where there's lots of different things that that you need to know about um, for the show. Uh, one of my favorite sites that I like to visit is Rachel Thomas's TV drama site. So it's similar to the reality TV site where it's a whole bunch of different shows, and all of these are dramas, and she does an excellent job of covering them. Um, you can find her site at tvdramas.about.com. And then there are also um, there's a comedy TV site, classic TV, and then there's movie sites. But Lost, um, aside from the soap operas, is the only uh, About.com website that's dedicated to a single show. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to ask you one more question about uh, About.com. That, <laughs> that's the hardest thing to do in an interview, talk to somebody about About.com. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to ask you one more question. Then we're going to stick uh, with some of the Lost questions here. But if somebody were interested in working for About.com, uh, what, what are the steps they should take? Well, the first thing is to really be prepared to work extra hard, um, especially in that prep period before you even know if you have the job or not. Um, You can go to beaguide.about.com, B-E-A-G-U-I-D-E.about.com, 
And there you'll find all the information you need to get started and also a list of topics to choose from for what they're looking for. Excellent. So, Bonnie, let me ask you this. When did you start watching Lost? Were you hooked on the very first episode? Well, I started watching September 22nd, 2004, which um, was the pilot. And I had seen the hype, and I thought I would check it out. And I did think it was a pretty good show right from the beginning. But the episode that really hooked me was Walkabout, the fourth episode. Because it was in that episode when it was revealed that John Locke had been in a wheelchair that I truly understood that this show was, was going to be a huge hit, well, at least in, in my head, if nowhere else. But um, that's when I knew is that uh, fourth episode. Gotcha. And when did you start um, the, your writing for the show? I mean, as far as for about.com, about Lost, when did you, when did you start doing that? about halfway through the second season. So what I did is when I knew that I was going to be going into prep, I went back and I recapped all of the shows from season one and then the first part of season two to prepare for it. And it was actually, um, it was, I believe, a Sawyer episode that was the first one when I knew I had the job and I knew that people were actually going to be reading what I was writing. So that was really exciting. Very cool. And so let me ask you, uh, does the fact that, you know, pretty much that a good portion of your income now is coming in from the TV show Lost and you're writing content for the web, for the show, does that in any way lessen your enjoyment of the show? Well, yes and no. Um, Yes, because it's a job and I basically... I, I have to watch the show rather than just being allowed, you know, to watch it when I want. I have to watch it right when it's on. And I really need to think about what's going on, and, and then after the show is over, I need to stay up all night recapping, which means I don't get to go on, um, like, your live shows and, and things like that because I'm so busy with the recapping. But the reason I say no is because I have such an amazing job. I get paid to watch my favorite TV show. I mean, how many people can say that? Plus, since I'm earning an income, I really need to do the research on the Internet and listen to the podcasts and play the alternative reality games and read the Lost magazines and all of that stuff. And if this wasn't my job, I would have another job that would prevent me from spending so much time um, exploring the mystery, as they say. Exploring the mystery, absolutely. (laughs) All right, what's your favorite episode of Lost? Well, it still continues to be walkabout. That episode just really blew me away. It was so well-written and directed and acted and filmed. And, I mean, most Lost episodes are, but that one really took me by surprise. And it's not that I'm not taken by surprise anymore, but now I expect to be taken by surprise. Back then, it just came out of nowhere. All right, so what has been the biggest shocker for you? Well, that's a tough one. There's been so many. Um, I think probably the biggest would be the season three finale that was a flash forward. I did not see that coming. I didn't pick up on it during the show. I didn't notice the phone that Jack had or anything like that. And even when Kate showed up, I, you know, for a second or two, I was just like confused. And it took me a couple of seconds for it to dawn on me that, oh, now we're in a flash forward. So that was pretty shocking. 
Yeah, that was a big shocker for for sure. Um, let's see here. One of the things that I noticed about lost.about.com when I go there is that you have this blog that is extremely active. In fact, I think it's a requirement as a as a guide that you have how many blog entries a week? Um, three, at least three. So you have at least three blog entries every week for lost.about.com. And this is true even when the show is not on. Right. And so what else is on your site? Um, yeah, the blog really is just the tip of the iceberg. And I do, um, you know, I do have to have the three a week. And during the season, I sometimes, you know, I'll have two or three a day. Um, but it's hard during the, the off season. But another main part of the site is Lost 101, which is where you can find the basics. Um, here you find character profiles, creator profiles, interviews with cast members, reviews on books, um, DVDs and memorabilia. There's a calendar of upcoming episodes, if there are any, and um, also appearances of the cast uh, on talk shows and other places. Uh, there's photo galleries. I have a gallery on each episode. There's a section called Understanding Lost where you can get definitions to lost terms and also ask questions, which I then go back and answer people's questions, and I have all those posted. Then there's an episode section, and here you'll find um, what I call a hub of information for each episode, uh, a photo synopsis for each episode for each season, and a quiz for each season. So each episode hub includes a link to the recap, and I cover the entire episode with not just dialogue, like a lot of people do, but also the setting and the activity and kind of the story behind it. So if you missed an episode, you could read the recap just like you'd be reading a book, and you could get what you needed to know out of it in order to watch the next episode. Um, you can either read it right from the screen, or you can print the recap out. If you just want like a little refresher on the episode, you can read the highlights. Or if you're not big on reading, then you can listen to the very same recap in MP3 format, which I just started doing this, and I just finished um, doing all the seasons. So seasons one through four are now uploaded in audio, and you can listen right from your computer or on your MP3 player. And big thank you to you, Cliff, because <laughs> you helped me get started on that, and it did go much faster with your guidance than it it would have. <laughs> I tried to do it myself. Well, it was a huge honor to have you among the first to hire me as a podcaster, uh, new media consultant in the area of recording. So thank yeah. you for helping me get my start. Well, you're welcome. I'm really, really glad that I did it. It really paid off. Well, so, I'm glad to hear that's working out for you. Yeah, it is. Um, and you can find the link for the audio recap in the, in the um, episode hub section. And then there's also just a, a place where you can get all of the audio recap. So that was a big chore. I'm glad I have that done. Um, let's see, what else is there? There's a uh, link to um, episode, the episode's photo gallery, uh, clues and questions, theories and observations, occurrences of the numbers, and any new characters that were introduced in that episode. And then my favorite part, which is the quotable quotes, where I put my favorite quotes that the characters have said, and most of them are Hurley, but I try to be fair and put everybody on there. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, other points of interest include trivia, Sawyer nicknames, information on all the main and secondary characters. Um, during the regular season, I do previews, and everyone's favorite seems to be the quizzes. I have quizzes for each season 
plus quizzes on Sawyer nicknames, episode titles, and character names. And then I also have a forum, and it's kind of it's similar to the GSPN forums where there's enough people on there to make it fun, but it, not so many that it's overwhelming and hard to read all the posts. Right. So, and there's more on the site too, but that's the main stuff. And there's really a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff to keep up on. So it, it could keep you busy for a while if you wanted to read through that stuff. Well, that is just fascinating. And, and, and to think that just yourself has gone there and put all of that content up. And uh, so how long has it been? I, I know I asked you when you started, but I mean, just help me out here. How long have you been doing this now? Um, well, I started in the second season and we're now in the fourth. So about two and a half, about wow. two years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Of course, you know, we've been, I guess I know a little bit about the obsession of creating content regarding the TV show yeah. Lost <laughs> myself, but uh, to, to sit there and go through all the trouble of putting it in written form, I, I must commend you. That's that's an amazing task that you've done and uh, glad to have you as a resource out there. Now, let me ask you just, have you ever had to tell somebody when they ask you, so what'd you think about last night's episode? Do you ever tell them, ah, go read my blog? Um, no, but I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hard one because um, people know, you know, that I'm really into it and they want to ask me questions. And and even the people, I invite uh, just readers to ask me questions. And, you know, a lot of it can be found right there. Um, but I guess it's easier to just ask. So a lot of times um, in that case, if it's an email question, then I will direct the person yeah. to the answer rather than rewriting it all. But just um, talking to somebody, I mean, I enjoy talking about the show, so I can, I can talk about it all day long. <laughs> Absolutely. So here, uh, I know that one thing that you, uh, when, you, when you and I were doing some consulting work in, in audio recording, you were looking to find the most appropriate way to record a conversation for an audio interview. And so since I know that you have done many of those, can you tell us what have, what, what's your favorite interview you've done so far? Oh, I hope none of them are listening. Um, <laughs> my oh, nobody, ab- listen, nobody listens to the Weekly Lost Podcast. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> my absolute favorite, I don't even have to think about this one, is Carrie Preston. Um, if you don't know, Carrie Preston is Michael Emerson's wife. Michael Emerson plays Ben. And Carrie played Emily Linus. So she played Ben's mom, which was funny all in itself um and she she was just so fabulous to talk to because she's just a regular fan like us who loves the show and enjoys talking about it and it was just like it was just like chatting with an old friend so it was just so fun to hear her insights she was a big big fan of the show um even before her husband was cast so she was so excited when he was cast and then so excited when she was cast and just really, really, really fun to talk to. Excellent. Who are some of the other folks that you have had the opportunity to interview? Well, I haven't um, really had that many. That I've only had one other one, and that was Emily DeRabin, who plays Claire. Um, I was actually able to interview her right after the Par Avion um, episode aired. So that was fun. And then um, I've been trying... Uh, Michael Emerson has. I've had um, the opportunity to interview him on several occasions, and it's always fallen through. And he is a really nice guy and um, good to interview and willing to do interviews, and I just haven't quite gotten it together to connect with him yet. So, But I will, and, and that'll be coming up. And then um, 
Carlton Hughes, one of the producers, um, I did have it set up to talk to him, but then I wanted to do him, and um, I wanted to do basically the Darlton um, crew together So uh, with Damon, and we couldn't get that together. So now I'm trying to figure out whether to just do Carlton or to kind of hold out and try to do them both. Of course, right now they're in radio silence, so um, it won't be doing anything right now, but... Uh, that that'll be coming up, and then um, Jorge Garcia, who plays Hurley, he is really good about giving interviews. Um, so I'll be doing one with him soon. And my plan for season five is to look ahead and see uh, who has episodes coming up. Of course, we don't know how they're going to be doing episodes in season five, and if they're going to kind of revolve around um, one character like they have in the past. If they are doing it that way, then I'll look at that character and I will try to get an interview with the actor um, like the next day after the episode airs. And because I'm doing them in audio, um, I basically just do the interview and then do the editing. It doesn't take me that long and upload it. So it, I usually get the interview up within a day. So it goes pretty fast. It's a lot faster than having to transcribe. So that's the plan for next season. So I should be doing... Um, pretty close to an interview a week. That is excellent. Now, do you set these up or do you have somebody help you set those up? Um, I, I set them up through their agency. So I have information on um, who each person's agent and how to get a hold of them. So then I'll call their agent and basically um, set it up through them. And then, um, and, and then it's just a matter of, are, you know, are they going to do it through Skype or talk to you or how we're going to get that recording done. Very, very good. All right. So, um, okay. So one of the things that you have told us is that you sit down and you watch the show just like the rest of us. Right. And then you don't go to bed that night. <laughs> right. So basically, real quickly, walk us through what you do after a new episode of Lost has aired. Okay. Um, so while I'm watching it, I record it onto DVD and then as soon as the show is over, I jump onto my blog and I give my first impressions and I put up a poll so that others can vote on whether they like the episode or not. And then they can also comment in the blog. Um, and we get some pretty good discussions going on there right after the episode. Um, then I start my recap. I have two computer monitors. So I'm basically I'm watching it on one screen and I'm typing on the other. And while I'm doing the recap, I record clues, questions, theories, observations. Um, and then when I finish that, I upload the recap and the clues and theories somewhere around midnight, 1 o'clock. Um, and then I go to bed for a little nap. And then Friday morning, I get up and I update each secondary character's profile. And then I add profiles for the new characters. Um, I write the highlights. I update the numbers occurrences and the interconnected um, documents of the people that were interconnected in their flashbacks. Um, I add all these documents to the episode hub, and then I blog about them. And then I look at the upcoming episode. So I add my thoughts to the already published preview of the next episode. And I create a Who to Know article so that people can review about past secondary characters that they may not remember um, so that they can remember who they are and be all up on them when the next episode comes around. And then I, re I record my preview, and I send it to you, Cliff, for yep. the Weekly Lost podcast. 
And then um, I go through each main character's island story, basically, and I update what they did in that episode. And then um, I also come up with somewhere between one and three, usually, um, quiz questions. Even though I don't publish the quiz until the end of the season, I've found that it's easier to come up with the questions immediately following the episode. So I just kind of write down those questions, and then at the end of the season, then I put them all together. Um, let's see, I, I update Sawyer's nicknames with who he called what and what the reference is to if I know, which occasionally I, I can't figure it out on my own and have to go searching, but usually I, I pretty much know what he's talking about. Um, then I upload photos from the ABC Press website. They release some before the episode airs, and those I already have on there, um, but then they release a bunch more after, so I add those to the ones that are already up and running. Um, then I, I record and edit the recap, and this alone takes about two hours. Um, then I create my newsletter, which goes out every Saturday, both during the season and off-season. And at this point, um, which is pretty late on Friday night by now, um, I surf the web looking for clues that I missed. And finally, I uh, pick a photo or two to add to that season's photo synopsis. And then I kind of do an overview of what happened in that episode. And then I just basically go through and do some maintenance and add labels and update link descriptions and that sort of thing. So on a really, really, really good day, this takes me until bedtime Friday night, but usually I'm still working on it um, Saturday morning. It's, it's pretty intense. <laughs> it sounds pretty intense. And so what time do you typically get to bed the next morning? Um, well, on Friday, I usually go to bed at my regular time, and then I get up on Saturday and kind of finish things up, because by that, the stuff that I'm doing kind of um, that late is not really, really important that people are looking for right away. It's more kind of updating things and the maintenance type of stuff. So when it comes around to bedtime, I'm already really tired from not sleeping the night before, and um, so I'll, I'll go to bed and get up and do it the next morning. Gotcha. Now, you already told us that Walkabout was your favorite episode of Lost. Uh, Ed, who is in our chat room, they're listening live here on uh, the internet at gspn.tv slash live as we're recording this interview. He wants to know uh, if you have a favorite character. <laughs> I do, but I don't like to admit it because... Because <laughs> <laughs> you, el- you won't get interviews with anybody else otherwise. <laughs> My absolute favorite character of all time, not just Lost, but of everything I've ever seen, is Juliet. I just love Elizabeth Mitchell. I love every Juliet episode there's ever been. I just, I think her character is just so intriguing, and Elizabeth Mitchell just does such a great job playing her. You know, the the one thing I will say about Juliet is when they brought her into the show, it was at the point of, of where everybody's saying, okay, they're going to bring in new people, but how are they going to introduce them in a way that just isn't well, boring. And right. of course, we, we ought to know the writers of the show can do some pretty amazing things, uh, with the exception of uh, 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 Apollo Bar and, and Nike. But uh, <laughs> outside of that, I mean, really, when they brought Juliet in, they really, really did something different, something unique. And uh, I'll have to agree. I don't know that I would say she's my favorite, but uh, I can see where she could be your favorite. And, and definitely... Uh, she is some of the scenes that she has been in uh, in the early part, especially with the uh, bringing in the cheeseburger. That yeah. was classic. Yeah. Or, or, was it the grilled cheese first, though? What's that? That was the grilled cheese first. 
I can't remember. I don't think so. I think the grilled cheese was second. Okay. So anyway, yes, I, I definitely love that. Um, now, um, of course, Allison is in our chat room, and she's asking the very important question. Okay, you've got three blog entries a week. You're going to want to put some content up there. You want people to come and visit lost.about.com. So what are you going to do during this outrageously long hiatus? That's what Allison L. wants to know. Um, well, for one thing, I'm going to go to bed on time on Thursday nights, not be so tired on Friday. But actually, I've got a lot of plans for the hiatus. Um, I'm going to go through all of my content and just update it, make sure it's still um, good. And, um, and I have thousands and thousands of articles. So that's going to keep me busy for quite a while. Um, and then I'm also, this is very exciting, I'm also working on some email courses. I've already completed the course for Season 1. Um, you could sign up for it by going to the newsletter sign-up page. And you can choose to receive the course emails either once a day or once a week, depending on how often you want to get them. Um, each email covers one episode and gives you links to the recaps, photo galleries, um, important people, and terms from the episode. I'm almost finished with the Season 2 course, and then I'll work on Seasons 3 and 4. It's a great way to get a little lost review each day or week to refresh your memory on Seasons past. Um, each course ends with that season's quiz, so you can see if you learned anything. And uh, what else am I doing? Oh, the most exciting, um, at least right now, is that I get to go to Comic-Con to meet the producers and some of the cast and report on the Lost panel that they do there. So um, all my interviews so far have been done, all, all two of my interviews have been done over the phone, so it'll be fun to meet people in person and to meet other fans and, and all that. So... I'm really looking forward to that. That's um, at the end of July. And Troy in our chat room wants to know, can you take a guest? <laughs> huh. um, well, I suppose I could hire somebody as a photographer because <laughs> I'm go. going on a press pass, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. All right, so um, did you, I'll ask you, since this is timely enough here, uh, of course, we know that during the finale of Lost, we have the Octagon Global Recruiting uh, commercial that was thrown in there. Uh-huh. And those of us who went to the site and put in our email address, we all, I think we all know and understand that this was a, a, a one way to get people excited about the actual Comic-Con experience. But today, uh, in everybody's email who uh, inbox who put their email address in, got the uh, email. Did you get that this morning? I did. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read it real quick here. It says, uh, Octagon Global Recording, uh, Recruiting, on behalf of the Dharma Initiative, would like to thank you for registering your expression of interest in our latest volunteer recruitment drive. We will be landing or launching in San Diego on July 24th at Comic-Con International, uh, offering select registrants the opportunity to take an exciting aptitude test that will give applicants the chance to demonstrate their unique talents. Uh, let's see here. The Dharma Initiative hopes you will be able to join us to find out more about their groundbreaking new research project. We will contact you closer to the date with more information. For though, now this is exciting right here because obviously I'm I'm not going to be, well, not maybe not so obvious, but unfortunately, Stephanie and I will not be in Comic-Con unless I get myself a camera and go uh, as a photographer for somebody. Uh, <laughs> for those not able to join us in San Diego, Dharma's full recruitment program will be made available online to registered recruits 
after July 27th. In the meantime, Dharma Initiative urges you to spread the word. Invite your colleagues to join the team at octagonglobalrecruiting.com and and take part in this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So it says here, this exciting recruitment program will be available online to registered recruits after July 27th. Sounds like some things like uh, maybe a new alternate reality game. That's what I'm thinking. So that'll give me some stuff to report on. So, yeah, I'll be there um, on July 24th. So I am going to sign up for that aptitude test and see where it leads me. Maybe I'll become uh, part of the Dharma Initiative, and I can let you all know before uh, you're able to do it on July 27th. So (laughs) So be looking for that. Very cool. Did you hear my um, theory that, that this whole thing is is that none of this is actually fake? It's all real, and we're being called back to the island. Oh yes, I did hear that. Hmm. Very interesting stuff. Well, Bonnie, I just want to say thank you very much for taking uh, the time out again to give us this interview and to share some insights. I want to encourage everybody to go to lostthoughtabout.com. Um, and and of course you, you you're going to be uh, talking a lot about this. Uh, reality game and I'm, I'm sure that uh, you'll be a resource for us here at the weekly loss podcast so thank you so much for all you do you are very welcome all right folks well that's the end of this episode i just wanted to bring you something new something different for um the weekly loss podcast and we're glad that we're able to find some things to do i'm excited about this uh octagon global recruiting.com site i'm very excited to go back and and now that gosh you know I've been to lost.about.com so many times but uh, today I've learned that there's a whole lot more that I haven't yet uncovered so join me there sometime folks thanks for listening bye bye